Welcome to the Hardly Knowledgeable Podcast. This is part two of episode whatever number. We are back. I'm ready to talk about the Chiefs playing. Who are they playing? Who we play? Buffalo. Who is Buffalo? All right. Who is Buffalo right. and Josh Allen are coming into Arrowhead. Now, you would you would be surprised to know that this game is several weeks after the first game because if you're talking to a Bills fan, especially on Twitter, they're going to point out that they won 38-20 to 20 last time the Chiefs and the Bills got together because no team can improve from from – one point in the season to another, you know, it's, it's natural. If I remember correctly, they lost to the Jags nine to six. So, you know, any given week, any given Sunday, it's a Sunday night primetime game. It's going to be Chris Collinsworth and Al Michaels. It's It's probably Romo. Darn it. It's going to be, you know what? I'm fine with that. It's going to be Jim Nance and Tony Romo on the call. It's going to be a good time. So let's get a breakdown, make your picks, do it all. We're going to start with Bryson this time. Oh, change it up. All right. So, Chiefs, Bills, the two best teams in the league, in my opinion, except for the Packers. So, two of the three best teams in the league. This is the AFC title rematch from last year. Um, if you all remember the picture of Stephon Diggs watching us celebrate as we won, I feel bad for the guy having to do that two years in a row, but that's what's going to happen again. Um I'll just break this down as simple as I can. And I'm nervous about this game. I really am. But Josh Allen played the best he's ever played last week. And he played pretty well the week before that. And he played good the week before that. So that's three straight good games from Josh Allen. He's due for his collapse. So point one there. Point two, if we just go off of who's better. Teach had a better quarterback. Better running back room. If Clyde's place. Better number one receiver, you could argue as a unit, Buffalo's unit might be better. Actually, I think it is better. But better tight end, better O-line, better D-line, better coach, and the home field advantage. So, my opinion, I think the Chiefs Chiefs are different. Something's different in Arrowhead. Something in the air in Arrowhead is different in playoffs with Patrick Mahomes. And I expect them to come out early and they're going to be riled up. They're going to be ready to go, and I expect Mahomes to play even better than he played against the Steelers. If the Chiefs win the turnover battle, they win this game by 10 points, and I think they do. I have Chiefs winning 41-31. All right. That's a lot of points. It is a lot of points. So I would like to say that I agree with your – well, I agree with – basically everything you just said, but I like especially agree with that Josh Allen played his best game last week is I would say his best game this year was the second time they played the Patriots. So I think the Patriots are just not equipped to stop Josh Allen unless there's 80 mile an hour wins mm-hmm. like there was that first <laughs> game or I don't know the 80, but it was big gusts. So, you know, hard to throw the ball on that. So, I think – I'm not saying that we match up with Josh Allen well. You know, I think when they just do a thing where he lines up in shotgun and, you know, they don't try to run the ball, they just let him sling it. Like, it's really hard to stop. But I think that we're better equipped to stop it than the Patriots are. Um, you know, that game was also – just for that team, it was very emotional. I know that the Bills won that division last year and the Patriots didn't make the playoffs. But getting to beat them in the playoffs after just getting your butt kicked by them for 20 years, I think that's, you know – a lot of emotions, you know, they probably didn't have to, 
you know, keep throwing the ball throughout the whole game. But, you know, I think they wanted to prove a point that it's their division now up there, which I would say it is, unless the Patriots dramatically improve. But I think, you know, every year in the Chiefs, like Mahomes era, I think that people have doubted them in the playoffs. And then like the first or second playoff game comes around and the Chiefs just play really well. And it's like, holy crap, like Chiefs are here. I don't think that last week really did that, beating the Steelers by a similar margin to what they had beaten them about a month before. So I'm going to – I mean, I'm biased. I'm going to pick the Chiefs to win by about 10, like 34, 24, something like that. I, you know, last year there were a lot of Chiefs doubters saying that, oh, the Chiefs only won, you know, every time they played a game, they won close and the Bills were blowing teams out. They came down to it. The Chiefs just killed the Bills. And I think the Bills are better than they were last year. But I just, I, I want to see Josh Allen go into Arrowhead and a playoff environment and win. I know he came in earlier in the year and won, but there was a lot of other factors, you know, that were going in that game. Chiefs were playing bad. So I'm going to take the Chiefs to win by 10. I am, I am really nervous though. Josh Allen, you know, when he's on, he's on. So, mm-hmm. he's, so I'm going to pick the Chiefs to win, but yeah. This is going to be a great game. It's going to be an exciting atmosphere. I'm going to dub the rest of the Chiefs uh, postseason as the revenge tour. You know, they lost to all three of these football teams, two of them early in the season. So it's going to be, I think the Chiefs are going to show up with a chip on their shoulder like Tampa Bay did last year in the Super Bowl. I think the Chiefs are ready to prove to the NFL that, you know, they're back. You know, they're back to what they were last season when everybody knew they were the best. You know, they, they they had a slow start to the season and people still haven't stopped doubting them. They're saying they haven't beat anybody, blah, 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 blah. Chiefs are back. They're going to put on on an offensive show. All right. And it's up to the defense to keep up. I think it's going to be a really high scoring game. I think it's going to be a really entertaining game. But I think I'm going to say the Chiefs won by 17 at the end. Then advance, um, advance to uh, the uh, uh, AFC title game in Arrowhead. So yeah, one big point you mentioned too is they've lost the all three teams remaining in the AFC. Can you name the last time Andy Reid has lost to the same team twice in a year? No, did, me either. <laughs> did the Broncos ever sweep us like with Manning? I know the year they won it, we beat them once. And I then, think maybe early they might have swept us, but that that's the only thing that comes to mind. It would have been like his first or second year. At, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, and that's yeah. that's the only time. <laughs> I think we so, might have swept them when they won. I don't remember. I, I know we, we killed them one I, game. I'm I think Manning's last game we we uh, we killed him at home, and I'm pretty sure we swept. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but yeah. I will also so, add there are you know there are some parallels to this team and the twenty. You know, 2019 season, 2020 Super Bowl team. Um, you know, that year the Chiefs were a two seed. We're a two seed this year. You know, we had a bye that year because it was six teams. Obviously, no bye with the format. Then we beat two teams, the Texans and the Titans, who had both beaten us. And if we make it to the Super Bowl, we'll have to beat two teams that have beaten us. Um, and then that year we played the one seed in the Super Bowl, the Niners. So maybe we'll play the one seed, the Packers. Get a little State Farm, State Farm Bowl. Okay. So, you know. We'll see what happens. It's going to be fun. Yep, it's going to be a great game. So, <clears throat> that concludes our NFL 
preview. Uh, By the way, I've dealt with Buffalo fans twice at Arrowhead. I hate them. They're yeah. not quite as bad as Vikings fans, but they're like they're close. Well, on Twitter, <laughs> they're saying they want to punch. What's her face? Sterling. Yeah, they're Sterling. idiots. Yeah. So don't get just give Mahomes more motivation. Everyone, everyone gives him motivation yeah. all the time. Just yeah. keep doing it. <laughs> Yeah, he's the best. He's the best. Speaking of Mahomes being the best quarterback in the league, nobody's safe here. We're about to get a little dirty. Uh, the Harvard <laughs> Knowledge Podcast. Hide your kids. This one might have an explicit rating. I'm not sure. Hide your kids. Hide your wives. No one's safe. All right. No one is safe. Drew, I'm just going to let you take it away. No, actually, so, I, I want you guys to go first. I, I don't have anything, really. I think Bryce is going Well, we need to explain to the listeners what's what's going on. We are going to list our top – you did 16, right? Yeah, I just did my top half. It's really not so a – We're going to do our top half list of quarterbacks after an interesting debate sparked on Twitter, if you follow us, about Derek Carr. Who? Yeah, I'm going to start putting our individual Twitters in the description in case anyone wants to follow us. Yeah. Instead of um, just a podcast Twitter. It and started really- with me tweeting and saying Derek Carr is a top 10 quarterback. And then it carried on to, I think he's better than Wilson and blah, blah, blah. Well, Drew has done some research, and I've done some of my own. So we're going to list our top 16, I guess, 16. I didn't go that far. You don't have to do 16. I just wanted to. We'll try it. We'll try it. So basically, I have two, like, tiers of quarterbacks. I have a tier one and a tier two. By the way, I did not include Deshaun Watson because, you know, he yeah, hasn't played in the year. Yeah, That's a whole dicey situation. He, I think he's like a top five-ish quarterback if he's yep. playing, but yep. I didn't include not him. Not counting him. Okay. Is that so, far out, though, if he's in? Oh, well, yeah. Yeah. Well, okay. I had him at 10, I think. But anyway, we'll get so, there. Um, so you want to go through just your top five, and then we can just carry on. Yeah. like that. So, so – yeah, okay. go ahead your top five, and then I'll go so for one. Basically, I have a top 11 that's like a tier one. Part of me wants to bump Kyler Murray down to like the second tier, but I don't know. That whole Cardinal situation seems weird. They didn't have D-Hop. I don't want to make excuses for him. So I have him at the bottom of this. So my top five, I have Mahomes, Rodgers, Brady, Josh Allen as a top four, which I feel like that's a pretty clear-cut top four. I think mm-hmm. at five, it's either Burrow or Lamar. I – Lamar? Yeah, I, I should put Lamar in the top five. Probably put Lamar, but I'm going to put Joe Burrow just because I like him, and Lamar's kind of, you know, not been available much this year. So I'll put Burrow at five. And then to finish out, like, my top tier, then I have Lamar, Russell Wilson, Stafford, Dak, Herbert, and Kyler Murray. So, you know, we're basically – a lot of us were arguing, like, Dak and Carr. I have Dak at nine. So these your top ten – I mean, I know you have Carr in it, and I don't, but, like, is the rest, like, pretty – Similar. What was your so, – say your top five in order again, and I'll say mine. Let's go. Then you Mahomes, Mahomes Rodgers, Brady, Allen, Burrow. Okay. So mine is those same five. But I have – just because out of respect, and Mahomes had a down year for him, out of respect for two Hall of Famers that are in front of him, and until he gets dethroned, I'm going Brady one, Rogers two, Mahomes three, and then um, Josh Allen four, and Burrow five. All right. Yeah. I think the I would like to point that I think the top three can be interchangeable week to week. Yep. I think it's I think they're yep. all just the best quarterback in the league. I think those three separate from four and five too. 
Mm-hmm. I think Josh Allen can get there, but he's got to be a little more consistent. I think Josh he's... Allen's definitely fourth, though. Yep, mm-hmm. me too. <clears throat> so then, sits through 10, Drew. All right. Um, and this is honestly interchangeable, but I would have Lamar, Russell Wilson, Stafford, Dak, and Herbert. Okay. So sits sits for me is Herbert. Okay. And then seven, I would go Stafford. Okay. Eight would be Lamar. Okay. When healthy, even though Tyler Huntley might be better. I'm just kidding. Yeah. And then <laughs> nine, I'm going to go with um, – See, this is where I kind of looked into. I want to put Russ at nine over Carr after I looked into it. But if we're going off of kind of this year and where I think I'm ranking them going into next year, not counting Deshaun Watson, of course, Mm -hmm. I really think I put Carr at nine and then Dak at ten. Okay. Russ would be my 11th. So then Kyler – so Kyler's out of it for you. I have Kyler at 11, so he's not in my top ten either. I would have I would have Kyler at eleven and uh, Russ at twelve. I forgot about Kyler. Okay. Yep. Yeah. And yeah then Russ rough, at 12. rough Monday night for Kyler. Mm-hmm. Um, so you you keep Kyler Murray in the pocket. He's not beaten. And they kind of prove that. <laughs> yeah, I saw this interesting stat where Cliff Kingsbury has like never had a winning record in the second half of the season, like at Texas Tech or with the Cardinals. So yeah, like that's got a like it's been like really bad. Like I think with the Cardinals, he's like nine twenty and one, or something like that yeah. in the second half of seasons. Like it's not, you know, Listen. you want to you want to finish strong, not you know peak mm-hmm. early. But losing D Hop doesn't help. Mm-hmm. But still, all right. So you said you had. Russ at 11 or Kyler at 11? I have Kyler 11. So then my other so 12 through 16. My other five, so 12 through 16, they're kind of like at a slightly lower tier. I think they're all good quarterbacks, and they're just like not quite top 10 level for me. So I think you could interchange any of these. So I have in order Kirk Cousins, Ryan Tannehill, Derek Carr, Matt Ryan, and Jimmy G. You could – I mean, Carr could be 12th. It doesn't really matter to me. I just – I. I actually don't dislike Kirk Cousins. I think that he's just overpaid, so he gets a lot of hate. That might not be totally mm-hmm. necessary. Like, if Carr made $30 million a year or 35 like, Carr's actually on a pretty team-friendly deal. I think he makes, like, 20 Like, mm-hmm. if Carr was getting paid that much, I think that there'd be some detractors. Pretty, but, I'm pretty sure Carr only makes, like, $7.5 more than Marcus Mariota. <laughs> yeah, they paid Mariota a lot to go there. They did. <laughs> Matt Ryan, I still think's good. It's just the Falcons situation isn't too great, but he still puts up pretty decent numbers. And then Jimmy G, you know, Jimmy G is basically Alex Smith. So he's kind of like the cutoff for being a top half quarterback for me. I guess I would put Jimmy below all those other guys, but I still think that he's like a tier, like he's still in that tier. Yeah. So I had Russ at 12 and I put Kirk at 13. And then um, 14 would be, we did, you did through 16, 14, 15, 16. Yep. I think I would have, I don't know what order, but it would be Hertz, Matt Ryan, and um, Tannehill. Those okay. three. Probably Tannehill and then uh, Hertz and then Matt Ryan. That's probably how it would go. 
Yeah, I don't know. I don't know about Hertz, but he's definitely like just below them for me. Yeah, I think he's. I think he's a good quarterback, but I don't know. Like the Eagles, like you know, it was a good job by the Eagles to you know first first year coach and that you know first year coaching staff to come in and make the playoffs is definitely impressive. But they really didn't play. You know, like when they played a good team, they basically got the doors blown off of them, and then that kind of showed against the Bucks. But you uh-huh. know, I don't know. I want to see. He could definitely improve. Like he's he improved a lot in college, and he's improved a lot. But I don't know if I didn't quite have him up there yet. Drew, you ready for my hot take? What's that? If Rodgers leaves Green Bay, <clears throat> Adams leaves too. Correct. That's kind of he basically already said this. Well, basically, to my knowledge, I don't know if this is like confirmed, but that there's like sources. There have been like people that have speculated that Adams would go to Vegas because Carr was his quarterback in well, college. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But I'm saying, let me get to that. But <laughs> yeah, um, I think I'm I, saying if Rodgers leaves. If Rodgers leaves, I'm certain Adams leaves. So then, like you said, Adams and Carr were teammates mm-hmm. at Fresno State. Yeah. And Adams has already came out and said that he would like to play with Carr again if he had to move on from Rodgers. Obviously, yeah. you're not going to willingly move on from Rodgers. But uh, <laughs> um, so my hot take, if Adams goes to Oakland next year, or Las Vegas, Las Vegas my bad, yeah. If he goes to Las Vegas next year and they keep their same line, which I think they will, I think they're all under contract. They yeah. get help. They get more experience. They maybe add one guy. And then Renfro and Waller are healthy. Mm-hmm. Derek Carr's top three MVP candidate with a chance of winning it next year. Okay. Yeah, I think he'd definitely be in the mix just because they – I mean, they made the playoffs this year. So, if they added Adams, I mean, that'd be pretty – Yeah. Well, Pretty and crazy. Building, building off that, Carr was an MVP favorite after what week six. Yeah, I'm and not then, sure. I'm sure he was up then, there. And then Rudd's went too fast, and yeah. Waller got hurt. And yeah, the Rudd's thing is really unfortunate because I actually thought the Raiders were like a pretty good team when, like, because they had him, like he kind of just took the top off of the defense and then Waller and Renfro could catch everything else and then it kind of just when you have when you have someone with that ability that can play the deeper half of the field with Waller in the middle and Renfro running all your out routes and crossing mm-hmm. routes and stuff like that. Yeah. It's hard to stop. Yeah. But they they tried to refill that with Deshaun Jackson, but he's not what he used to be. Zay Jones stepped up this year mm-hmm. when they needed him to. Yeah. And so if he's there next year too, that's another viable option. But yeah. All right, real quick. So, before I go into my Dak versus Derek Carr breakdown, you got anything, Nolan? No, this is, this is boring. We credit, we marketed this as nobody's safe. Come on now. We're we're <laughs> debating. See, this debate was basically between this you guys. It's not a debate. This is Bryce's, you saying, yeah, I agree. And then somebody Bryce's else. His brother came, came after you. You know, I thought we were <laughs> – I wasn't really part of the debate. You know, yeah, I think no, I said they was more me and you. Yeah, I said I one thing. Stuff. This is boring. And I haven't gotten to my Dak versus Derek Carr. Stuff. Derek Carr is not a top ten quarterback. Let's just talk about it. Let's do it. Let's go. Okay. Let's make a run here. So, I let me pull up my little Excel file here. Okay, so I compared Dak and Derek Carr since that was our little argument. By the way. 
while we're here, I don't think that Dak's comment that he made was all that bad. You know, it's probably not great timing on it, but I didn't really think it was that big of a deal. You know, I think that apology wasn't from him. I think Jerry Jones probably was like, hey, you should apologize. So he was like, all right, send out a tweet, whatever. So I just hear him. <laughs> anyway, so Dak and Derek Carr. So Dak has played like six seasons. Derek Carr's played eight. Um, so their record. Der- Dak Prescott has a 53 and 32 record. Derek Carr has a 57 and 70 record. I know record has something to do with the team and not the quarterback, but throwing it out there, Dak's won 62% of his games. Derek Carr has won 45%. Completion percentage advantage Dak 66.6% to 65. Whoa. So, you know, both – that's still both pretty good. Uh, yards per needs attempt. Dak needs to change that one decimal up or down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yards per attempt advantage Dak. He has 7.6 yards in attempt per attempt. Derek Carr has got 7.1. Um, yards per game, Dak's at 259.8. Derek Carr is at 249.61. Uh, touchdown to interception ratio advantage Dak, 2.85 to 2.27. Um, career um, quarterback rating, or not QBR, but like the passer rating, where 158.3 is the max. Dak is at a 98.7. Derek Carr is at a 92.4. I did also find their average, like what their QBR finished at, and Dak's is at 67.1, and Derek Carr is at 52.2. That's like a 1 to 100 scale, 50 is average. Mm -hmm. Uh, In the playoffs – Dak has played four playoff games. His record is one and three with a 61% completion percentage, six touchdowns, three picks, 7.1 yards per attempt, 262 yards per game, uh, passer rating of 87.9. Derek Carr has played in one playoff game. He's 0-1, obviously. It just happened. 53.7% completion, one touchdown, one pick, 5.7 yards per attempt, 310 yards, uh, 69.2 passer rating. So advantage, yeah. So advantage Dak (laughs) in all of those except for the yards. Um, then I looked at Derek Carr has had a winning season three times in his eight seasons in the league. 2014, he went three and 13. Then he went seven and nine, 12 and three. That was when he was an MVP candidate late in the year and then broke his ankle, unfortunately. Um, then six and nine, nice four and 12, (laughs) seven and nine, eight and eight and 10 and seven. So three winning seasons. If you count the eight and eight, I counted Dax eight and eight as a winning season as well. Dak Prescott has had a winning season five times out of his six years. He went 13-3, and 9-7, and 10-6, and 8-8, eight and 2-3 eight, and three before he broke his ankle last year, and then 11-5 and five this year because he didn't start one of the games. Um, so, in my opinion, when you're comparing them, I don't know how you can say Derek Carr's better. I know that Dak hasn't won anything of note, but I don't think Derek Carr has either. You know, he's only played in one playoff game. Like, I think Derek Carr is a good quarterback. I just don't think he's better than Dak. Like, I think Dak is just better in every facet. Yeah. I disagree, and here's why. (laughs) You can't – well, your argument kind of – you can't take everything off of just stats. I can probably pull up five to six games where Dak threw for 200 yards and two touchdowns in the fourth quarter, but they still lost by a touchdown. That was their whole six and ten season. Wait, was that the year he got hurt? Or was that the year before? Dak? Well, that yeah. was the year he got hurt. He he was two and three in games he started, and then Andy Dalton finished it out. Yeah, and even that even that year when he started two and three, he came back and beat Atlanta, 
But other than that, those other ones he had, he was leading the league by like 400, 500 yards in passing that year. But it was, you know, all of it came in the fourth quarter, garbage time. And well, he's done that a lot in his career. A lot of losses have happened. Well, let me push back a little bit. That year, you're probably right to some degree that he's had some garbage time. However, that year, their defense was so bad that he was having to just throw like 50, 60 times every game. Yeah. So they didn't have a chance. Like that, yeah. I don't think that's on him. But it's still it's still them being down double-digit points coming in the fourth, and he's thrown for 200 yards in the fourth quarter. You know what I mean? Defenses play a lot different like that. Yes, his defense was trash, and so that you know it sucks for him. But so that's that's going to be a lot of the different in the stats is because he's thrown the ball, and if you probably pulled up attempts, they probably have the same amount of attempts, pretty close, and cars played two more years. You know, and actually that's not true because that'd be like twelve hundred attempts. But anyway, um, obviously Dak throws the ball a hell of a lot more than Car does, especially during then. So that has to be my first argument where you couldn't look at just stats. Secondly, you got to compare the two teams. Dak has the best receiving core the last two years out of – I don't know, how, how long has Cooper been there? He's been there at least four years, right? Three or four, I think. And then they've had CD for two and Gallup for three, and they had Alan Hearns for a little bit. Gruesome injury. Go watch that, I dare you. Anyway. I've seen it. It's, <laughs> I wouldn't recommend it. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, Dak's had the better team. He's always had a solid running back, better better running back. He's always had a top five, except for, was it last year? I think they were all banged up. Top five line, or top ten line at least. Yeah. So he's always had the top line, best receiving core, better coach. Even though Jason Garrett was not good, it's better than Jack Del Rio. And, you know, he's had a – you can even say a better defense. Raiders' defense has been rough for a while. So – you put all these factors into it. If you put Carr on that team, his stats are going to be straight up. You put Dak, you made Dak do it all in Oakland for a while, and then Las Vegas, his stats go way down. I wish I could find the record, but there's a record where Dak's win-loss record without a 100-yard rusher is losing record. And this, this I don't remember what is, this car is good. I probably think not. They don't hardly ever have a 100-yard rusher. <laughs> Well, that's isn't that kind of the point, though? It shows that he wins games without it, and it shows that Dak has not really won games without the 100-yard rusher. Okay, so one thing. I will say that, like, yeah, the yards thing can be a little skewed because of, you know, if you're losing games, then if you're losing games, then if teams are playing prevent, you're going to get some garbage yards and all that. However, I will say that Dak has, you know – his team has won more games, a higher percentage of his games than Derek Carr's team has. So I feel like that situation hasn't happened as much for him as it has for Carr. Like Carr has lost – like his teams have lost 13 more games than they've won. But Dak's teams have won 21 more games than they've lost. So I feel like those situations probably happen more for Carr because I feel like every quarterback that lo- that is losing benefits from that. But you still have to make throws. Yeah. And Dak still has better yards per attempt. So – yeah. I don't know. Like, he just has better everything. Like, I think – I still think both quarterbacks are good. I just think Dak has proven that he's better. And also, when I watch them both play, like, I don't think Derek Carr is better. Like, I think Dak does everything better. Like, if you want to talk about the leadership stuff and that's your opinion, I don't – you know, I don't think the post-game press conference comments really mattered that much in the grand scheme of things. The reason so. why his post-game comments 
triggered me is because <clears throat> I, I kind of tried to explain this too when we I don't know if it was in our group chat or what it was. Raiders got screwed in a couple of calls. Would it have changed the game? Probably not. But they got screwed in a couple of calls, and you didn't hear one peep about it, which is how most, you know, almost all teams react. Every once in a while, you'll get a comment from a coach, and they'll say, yeah, the rest were missed. You know, that's fine. If, you, if Dak would have said, yeah, I thought we kind of got screwed a little bit by the refs, and that's fine, you know, that would, okay. You still don't say that because you're a quarterback and you're a leader, but it's not that big a deal. He, what he said was, he got asked about Cowboys fans throwing trash yeah. at the referees as they were running out, and he said basically he said I don't blame them, and that's why they were running out there so quick. Every ref and every single sporting event runs out of this, out after the game, every single one. So that was kind of stupid. But two, he basically condoned throwing trash and stuff at refs. Did he not? Okay, here's what I'll say. So. In the press conference, they, you know, report the reporter said like, like, oh yeah, fans were throwing stuff. Like, what'd you think about that? And or, that's not word for word. That's just basically yeah, yeah. Perfect. So yeah. then he said, you know, he was talking about his teammates, and he's saying how that's not okay, and how they work hard, and they don't think that just because they don't get the result they want that it's okay. And then they said like, well, it might have just been at the rest. And he said, yeah, credit to them, and kind of chuckled. And then everyone in the room kind of chuckled. So like, I know if you like read the quote. It's like, oh my God, Dak said that. Like, why would he say that? But I don't know. I don't. I think he was just trying to lighten up the mood. I don't. Obviously, it was still like, like I don't like the comment, but I just don't think it's that big of a deal. It's not like he came in there and said, "Hey," and said, "Hey, the ref screwed us." I'm glad the fans were throwing stuff. I think it was just kind uh-huh. of. I don't know. Still, as a leader and as a quarterback, this is even if you're just this comments you can't make. Like Kelsey got hammered. I think it was a Steelers game when he had – remember what he said about the refs? It's kind of funny what he said. But he got hammered, you know. he's He already had a reputation for one, which kind of hurt him, reputation. Mm-hmm. But he got he got hammered for that. We're like, you can't have people acting like this. And he wasn't even the leader of the team, you know. He's a tight end, a young tight end who, who was, you know, a freak at the time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Although he, he did have, bring a lot of good memes and stuff. If you know what, especially the one I'm talking about. <laughs> like where he threw um, the flag, yeah. Or you're talking that, about? well, him throwing the flag and his little gesture towards the ref that one time. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, you can't have that. And that's what, like, I, I tried to look in to see what some other people were saying about it. And when Skip Bayless was going off on him, and he will do anything to protect Dak. Well, that was like kind of crazy, and there was a whole bunch of analysts saying, you know, this is crazy, this is wrong, and the fact that it took him almost four days to issue an apology, or three days, let's say Wednesday, yes, three days to issue an apology, he wasn't going to do anything until Jerry Jones pushed him or the league pushed him, something, someone pushed him to get that out there. It, it was definitely Jerry Jones, I feel like, you know, yeah, with his position in the league, I think that he, mm-hmm. I don't know, I... I personally don't think it's that big of a deal. I don't know. It like obviously it's not a comment that he should have made, but I don't think it was a joke. We can't it was a joke. He made a joke. Obviously it was a mistimed joke. He made a joke. I mean, we can't get mad at everybody for making a joke. It's not that big of a deal, especially when judging a quarterback's skill level. I mean that that should never enter a debate about a quarterback's skill level about how he answered a question, a leading question in an interview. 
they were asking him what he thought about fans throwing trash at the rest. That question should never even have been in the interview. Never. It should have never been in the post-game conference. And And he made a joke. We can't be critical on him for making a joke. And I think the people that were critical on him for making a joke on ESPN were doing that purely for ratings. That's all ESPN. It's a ratings machine. It's a hot take ratings machine. And they were just trying to be critical of a quarterback who made a joke just so people could get behind and be like, yeah, he shouldn't have done that. Yeah, he should apologize. So people would watch. Oh, they're slamming Dak now. Let's watch him slam Dak. It was, he made a joke. It wasn't a big deal. And it shouldn't be entered into an argument about or a discussion about a quarterback skill level anyway. I, and I understand a leadership aspect is part of, you know, is part of the game and is part of being a quarterback. But he defended his players. You know, they asked him, what do you think about throwing the trash? He said, you shouldn't throw it. You know, they worked hard and you, just because you didn't have the outcome. He stuck up for his boys. And so uh-huh. I don't think you want there's not much more you can get from that. I think he made a joke. It was ill-timed, but I don't think you, one should be too critical for him of that. Yeah, it I shouldn't. Will. It shouldn't be used for debating his skill level. If you branch in more into, okay, we talk about everything for a quarterback. What do you look for in a quarterback? All right, you look for ability and talent. You look for IQ. You look for leadership. Then you know you can bring it in. But as far as, and I, I probably don't know if I let it that way or whatever in that topic, but I shouldn't have used it as a battle of who's the better quarterback based off of that. It was more of a who would I rather have, you know? Mm, but yeah. yeah, I understand yeah. that. And then with the Derek Carr Dak thing, Derek Carr does not have the athleticism Dak has, and it's obvious to watch. You yeah. know, Derek Carr, they're not asking – I mean, they're asking Derek Carr to win games recently, and Derek Carr doesn't win a ton. He had a good He had a good year. Sure, one year. He's been in the league for seven years, and when he doesn't have the two – any quarterback can have good numbers when you have the tools around you to do it. Mm-hmm. Any quarterback can have good numbers when you have tools around you to do it, and it's harder to do it when you don't. It goes the other way, though. What, what quarterback – take out Brady. What quarterback has put up good numbers without any type of sporting cast? None, but exactly. But you You could also say that a quarterback instinctively does better when you've got a good rushing attack. That's football. That's uh-huh. football. If you're able to run the ball, it opens up so much more for the quarterback to do. So True. it's I don't know. So I don't. Two, the only time in that's or the only time in Carr's career where he's had good weapons was that year they went twelve and three when he had Coop, who was. Not what he was on the Cowboys. He was still good. And then Crabtree was decent. And I think they had a decent tight end. I don't remember who it was now. Uh, I don't know either. Crap. He's, he's a vet. He was an older guy. They had Jared Cook for a year, but I don't know if it was It him. might have been him. I think it was him. So, like, they – that was the only time in Carr's whole career he's had weapons and he put up MVP numbers, you know, and then broke his leg or his foot or whatever. And he hasn't had that since. This year, he would have if Waller would have stayed healthy and Ruggs, you know, that whole debacle. But other than that, he's never had weapons. And so you could say – that's why I hope he, Adams goes there next year so you can, we can get rid of the – he doesn't have any help. And you can see what he, how good he actually is, you know. I will say really quickly that I know this wasn't a big part of your case, but you mentioned how Skip Bayless was ripping Dak and how – you know, Skip Bayless is a big Cowboys fan. 
Skip Bayless rips the Cowboys like quite a bit. Like if they're not going well, he's like, oh, this guy should be uh-huh. fired. Dak should be benched. Like he's saying all this stuff. Like Skip Bayless True. is the same freaking clown. Well, Skip's just an idiot. But, well, he is, <laughs> but he's the same clown that when Dak's brother died and he was going through some stuff because like, sorry uh-huh. for our language, but no shit. Like, of course he's going through it. He was saying how Dak was mentally soft and how it shouldn't be affecting his football performance. Like, uh-huh. Dude's a clown. Like, I I wouldn't. Whoa. Did you just get that ESPN update? Mm, no. NFL moves to dismiss John Gruden's lawsuit. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, let's not get into all that right now. But, <laughs> but yeah, so I don't know. I would take, I would take Dak. Obviously, you know, I guess we never know about the hypothetical of if Derek Carr had Dak's weapons, but I think he's still got to make plays as a quarterback. I would take Dak, you know. I don't know yeah. if there's much separating them, but. Yeah, I, I can say you can make a case or you can make a case for either of them. And so then it goes off of viewer preference, really. They're, like you said, you just said they're close, you know. So it goes off of viewer preference, I guess. I also but, thought before all this that I thought Dak was better and that he's just – like he has a – I think he has a better arm. He's more athletic, you know, the stuff no one said. And then, like, the stats I looked up, like, didn't, like – like, the stats that I looked up didn't make me think Dak's better. I thought Dak was better. I just thought, you know, yeah. the stats, like Dak being better at everything just kind of yeah puts it in perspective for me anyway. So, so Skip, this morning – I watched it this afternoon, funny, but this yeah. morning said um, – it's kind of it's kind of funny because it's skipped, but it did make me think a little bit. So Cowboys fans throwing all that stuff right mm-hmm. makes it they're like, okay, we're sticking up for our team, we're sticking up for a quarterback. And this is what Skip said, and I, I just want to see your, what you think about it. I think it's kind of funny that he even brought this up, but he's like, all right, I'm sticking up for it. And now um, Dak came out and said that, you know, even if it was joking, they're like, all right, he bats me now, right? They're like, all right, my quarterback bats to fans and everything. This is what Skip was saying. He's like, now that Dak issues an apology, is he is Dak going back on these fans and saying, all right, well, I'm putting the fans I blame now, and are the fans going to turn on him? <laughs> Skip's an idiot. I, I, <laughs> like, the dude makes no sense. Like, he's a ratings guy, and Fox and ESPN love him, but I, I can't say uh-huh. that. Me either. <laughs> All right. Well, we got to get out of here. We're out of time. How much time do so, we have left? Like two minutes. Minute. Yeah. Minute? So, All right. One quick minute. You fire McCarthy? Yeah. I would, but they won't. Me too. If also, I'm them, I fire McCarthy and I promote Dan Quinn and run Kellenmore's offense. Yep. I think Dan Quinn's a better head coach than Mike McCarthy, but they're not going to okay. Jerry Jones has one, his guys. One, one last okay. question that I saw. Do you fire Do you fire Cliff Kingsbury? Because that's going to talk to him around. No, no, I wouldn't. I, I'd get maybe next year if it happens again, but I'd keep them. Oh, yeah. and, okay, I'm going to have to end this. That's going to do it for this episode of Hardly Notable Podcast. Uh, feel free to add us on Twitter, ask us questions. We'll be sure to answer them. Um, it's in, link is in the bio. Thanks for listening, and uh, we'll see you next time.